Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Nice or nice. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Justin Allgaier wins at Iowa Speedway. To win at a standalone event on, on Father's Day, just this team, the fight that they have. Brad Kozlowski trying to take it away. Looking at Sonoma, it's a track that, you know, we, we've struggled a little bit, but we had our best run ever there last year, led a bunch of laps. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our string. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew with you with another 60 minutes of jam-packed radio. We've got both Iowa winners coming up. You'll hear from Justin Allgaier. He took the checker flag Sunday in the Iowa 250. You'll also hear from Brett Moffitt, who took the checker flag in the M&M's 200 Saturday evening at Iowa Speedway. Both of those drivers will be alone to talk about that win. Of course, Justin has this coming weekend off, while Brett will be at Gateway Motorsports Park, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series racing in the shadow of the St. Louis Arch. We're also going to tap into the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Clint Boyer's crew chief, Mike Boogerabitz, is going to join us. Of course, the last time out, they won at Michigan International Speedway, but it's road course race of the year number one. Coming up this weekend at Sonoma, the Toyota Save Mart 350. We'll get Booga's thoughts on how he plans to approach and strategize the 110-lapper in Northern California this weekend. We're also going face-to-face with Joe Gibbs Racing's Eric Jones. We've got a social media minute for you this week in NASCAR history and much more. But first, we bring in NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Ricky to get us up to date with all the latest NASCAR news. Kyle? Mike, Levine Family Racing has announced that Casey Kane will have a new crew chief beginning this weekend at the Sonoma Raceway in California. The team's lead engineer, John Leonard, will call the shots for the 95 car, replacing Travis Mack in what the team is calling an organizational change. And while the Cup Series is back in action on Sunday on the West Coast, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series will race on Saturday at the Gateway Motorsports Park in Madison, Illinois. Brett Moffitt has two wins this season, including last Saturday at the Iowa Speedway. And Moffitt says that win came at a perfect time as his Hattori Racing Enterprises team has run into some sponsorship challenges in recent weeks. With our recent uncertainties, I would say, coming into Iowa, 
and winning is is huge and i think it's going to be a big momentum for the team i think it's going to help us fund the rest of the season uh I'm, i don't know how yet but uh hopefully it does motor racing network will have live coverage of the truck series race from gateway this saturday at 8 p.m eastern time john hunter nemechek is the defending race winner mike thank you kyle coming up we'll talk with saturday's nascar camping world truck series winner brett moffitt and later we go face to face with eric jones this tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, Game Changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well said. Get right to the point with Home Quote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Coming up next, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series winner Brett Moffitt joins us. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. The interval two truck lengths remains the same between the top two. Brett Moffitt, the race leader in the turn three for the final time. Here comes Noah Gregson. Bonsai move to the bottom in turn four. An incredible bonsai move, but will he pay the price? He goes up against the wall. Crossover move by Brett Moffitt, and Brett Moffitt will take the win. The man from Grimes, Iowa, wins it at Iowa Speedway in a great final crossover move over Noah Gregson. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Saturday at the Iowa Speedway. The M&M's 200 belongs to Brett Moffitt, and he joins us now on the show. Brett, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on the big win Saturday there in Iowa. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's good to be on, and uh, yeah, that was a really special win for sure, being my home state at the Iowa Speedway, and nonetheless on Father's Day weekend. So um, it was kind of the perfect storm, and, and glad I was able to make it to victory lane. Well, as the race wound to its conclusion, Noah Gregson was the uh, was the stubborn foe that you were dealing with, trying to keep at bay. And on the last lap, he well, he wound it up and fired it in there, went a little too wide, and you were able to slide underneath and get the win. Did you know that a move like that was possible or was coming? Yeah, yeah I think uh, all race long, you know, a lot of people were making kind of block passes like that. Obviously, not near that aggressive, but. Uh, running the top at Iowa Speedway, it does open you up to a move like that, especially getting into three at the big wide entrance. And you can carry a lot of speed, but you got to give it back on the exit. So uh, I figured if it was going to happen, I would need to get out of the gas a little bit early so I could make sure to cross back under him. And, and we were able to do that and hold it wide open to the start-finish line. When did you know that you had the race won? Uh, as soon as he came across our nose, um, you know, I I knew he was going to have to check up and lose quite a bit of momentum. And uh, as soon as we got back to his inside, I I kind of knew it was it was our race and we had the momentum on the bottom. So uh, that was that was the moment. Well, you had him on their feet. There's no doubt about that. That last lap was one of the best lap slaps that we've had all season long. But what does this win mean to the race team? It's your second win of the year. You won Atlanta earlier in the season, and now you've doubled up there with the win in Iowa. What does this win mean to Shiggy Hattori and the rest of the team, including yourself? 
Uh, this win is really big for us right now. Um, you know, as, as we've kind of brought to light recently, um, there's been a few races we've been struggling just to make it to the track as far as funding goes and sponsorship. So uh, the last month, month and a half, has been really stressful internally. Uh, mentally, it's challenging. But to go out there and capitalize on this weekend uh, with a new sponsor, Destiny Homes, promoting their Smart Series on board, which is a local Iowa builder, and uh, that was really special. Um, you know, I think it's bringing a lot of light to our team, and it's showing that we can compete with the big teams. Um, you know, we're, we actually have Ison back on board this weekend in Gateway, so I'm really thankful for that. And then our next open race is going to be Chicago, so we're working hard to try to find a partner that wants to come on board for Chicago and maybe a few other races this season to help us compete for this championship. How challenging is it in this, um, in this very challenging economic climate to find that partner to climb on board, whether it be for one race, a handful of races, or uh, just something there in the middle. What's the what's the struggle like? You know, it, it really is hard. Sigatory has done a great job of raising a lot of money, um, but you know, we still we still had six to eight open races throughout the season, and and trying to close that gap is is really tough. So, um, you know, we're we're always working at it. We already have a enough competition from the actual competition side of racing uh so it's hard for a small team like us to to really focus on racing when we need to focus on that as well just to be able to get to the racetrack so i think if we could if we could find the right partner who sees how passionate our team is and how much we love what we're doing and and how great we've been so far this season we could close that sponsorship gap to where it's it's not a worry of ours whether we're going to make it to the track or not and allow us just to focus on building our race trucks better and faster every week i think we could get even stronger yet so if we could have a partner that would come in, I think they would love the product that we create, and it would be a great partnership. Well, this weekend you're off to a track that you've never raced a truck at before, and that's uh, Gateway Motorsports Park, a very unique mile-and-a-quarter racetrack. How does one go preparing about a trip to Gateway this weekend? Uh, yeah, I've never raced a truck there. I actually raced a late-model race about 10 years ago there on the on the old surface, so uh, I basically got to go into it like it's a whole new racetrack for me. Uh, but knowing that I have the confidence in my team, uh, they're always going to bring fast tundras to the racetrack. So they're, they're helping me just focus on learning the racetrack, learning what the truck needs to be found, and then we can move on from there. So, um, you know, just having confidence in the team and them having confidence in me helps us learn new situations a lot quicker. In knowing you, I know that your ultimate goal is to get your third checkered flag of the year. But what will be an acceptable performance for you folks this weekend? The third checkered flag of the year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we, uh, we've had some struggles this season as far as executing races. And I think Iowa, we finally got back on the right track. And everyone did their jobs right, including myself. Um, so I think if we can just go execute again, there's no reason that we can't finish in the top three or top five. Uh, and that would, that would be an overall good night. We have watched you uh... – and your career progress over the years, it's had its peaks, it's had its valleys. You're at the peak right now. It's good to see you doing good, in contention, winning races in championship form. You're qualified for the playoffs. We wish you the best at Gateway in points forward and also getting the sponsorship that you need to keep that truck on the racetrack and keep yourself up front. Yeah, thank you very much. Like you said, it's, it's had its peaks and valleys, but the best we can do is just try to keep those valleys as uh, shallow as possible and, and ride the peaks. Brett, thank you so much for joining us and all the best going forward. That's Brett Moffitt.
your winner of the M&M's 200 this past weekend at Iowa Speedway. Coming up next on NASCAR Live, Kim Coon's going to join us for the latest in social media. And later, we'll go face-to-face with Eric Jones. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that honey to bloom. And it get in my senses like sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback Steak tonight. Outback Steak House. That's what it's all about. Outback Steak House. In a sport driven by acceleration, we're shifting gears to do more to help preserve our environment. Driving the sport towards greater reforestation efforts. Speeding up our recycling programs. Racing greener with Sunoco Green E15, a cleaner blended biofuel. Because if we all shift gears to help the environment, we can keep racing for so much longer. To learn more about how NASCAR is shifting towards a greener future, visit nascar.com slash green today. Kim Kuhn has a social media minute next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series is headed off to Gateway Motorsports Park. Motor Racing Network will be there with live flag-to-flag coverage. MRN's Woody Kane had a chance to catch up with Noah Gregson's crew chief, Rudy Fugel, about the challenges of that mile-and-a-quarter racetrack. Gateway's interesting. It's got short track corners. Um, It's got a corner sort of like Richmond. It's got a corner a lot like Phoenix um, and really, really long, flat straightaways. Um, so it's uh, you've got to have really the whole package. Um, it really takes a, a short track truck that's got um, a really good mile and a half arrow condi- um, characteristics. So uh, you got to turn, you got to you got to turn in traffic, and uh, you know that, that's hard. And then as you get older on tires, you start you start fighting loose in and loose off. You don't like any kind of short track. So it's uh, you got to have good balance through a long run, and you got to be able to turn on the short run because that's uh that's when you gain all your spots you got to gain them in chunks on restarts how much of a wild card is the new asphalt going to be there i really we, we were um one of the ones that did the tire tests and i i don't think it's going to be that bad i really do it's uh it's got a little bit more grip than it had before and it's they they smoothed out the bumps but it's not like it's it, it seems like they did a really good job of getting a um a good porous type track you can get a hold of you know it's not super treacherous and just this time of the year in general, the summer stretch where it's so hot and you guys are finally going back-to-back a lot more, is this really the stretch from the season where guys start to separate themselves from the pack and get ready for that, that playoff run? Yeah, I mean, back when we go in the playoffs, though, you're, you're back to being cool again and, and needing all the speed in the world. So it's, 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 it's three seasons, you know. It's the beginning of the season when you're trying to get yourself in the playoffs and then the middle season while you're trying to um, get better and get better as a team at all the little things um, and a lot of the tracks we go to and the temperatures are nothing like we're going to fight when you go race for a championship and when you go back to the championship it's a lot like the beginning of the year again where um, you got to have a lot of speed and you just got to got to have everything tied together where your team's working good and you're doing everything right that's noah gregson's crew chief rudy fugel motor racing network will have coverage of the eaton 200 coming up saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to check it out. Also this weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series is going to be in Sonoma, California for the first road course race of 2018. For the latest in social media buzz heading into this weekend, 
Here is our Kim Coon. Kim, what are those timelines saying? Yeah, Mike, the Cup Series is headed to Sonoma. So they're going all the way out to Northern California, which is a long trek, especially for the hauler drivers. And if fans want to keep along on the journey from the East Coast to the West Coast, they can actually do that because the Joe Gibbs Racing hauler drivers, Brendan and Chris, are taking over Sonoma Raceway's Twitter. That's right. So if you go to at Race Sonoma on Twitter, they'll be updating us on their journey throughout the week. And they're, of course, using the race hashtag TSM350. But I think that's really cool. Sonoma, though, at least in my opinion, Mike, feels like an off weekend because you're in Northern California. It's wine country. But speaking of the off weekend, we did just come off of a cup off weekend. And I saw a lot of different drivers doing different things, taking cool trips. But really, the one I'm most jealous of is Jimmy Johnson and his family. They went all the way to Switzerland and they did Everything you could possibly do there, including going to a chocolate factory. They made cheese on a farm. That's right. They took cheese making lessons on a farm. They did some beautiful drives through the mountains. So I'm just wondering if Jimmy Johnson and Chandra can adopt me because this looked like the trip of a lifetime. But again, we are headed to Sonoma for the Cup Series this weekend. I'm sure all of the drivers, teams, and everybody will be enjoying wine country. But to follow everything, NASCAR and motorsports. You can follow us on Twitter at MRN Radio. And of course, always use that hashtag AskMRN. Thanks, Kim. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we go face to face with Eric Jones and later NASCAR Xfinity Series Iowa winner Justin Allgaier joins us. This is NHRA Funny Car Driver Courtney Force. Time to head to Advance Auto Parts for low prices and tons of free services. We offer free battery, starter, and alternator testing and free battery installation with purchase. Plus, Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Don't miss out. Visit an Advance or participating CarQuest Auto Parts store near you today. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. After more than 1 million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner, inspired by science, driven by passion. It's loaded with driver-focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at Freightliner.com. Coming up next, we go face-to-face with Eric Jones. But first, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Before the off weekend, Kim Kuhn had a chance to sit down with Joe Gibbs Racing's Eric Jones to talk about personal life and his future in NASCAR. This is our NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. I'll tell you one car that is climbing his way to the top from Byron, Michigan, Eric Jones. Your hometown of Byron, Michigan is just 70 miles north of Michigan International Speedway. And I actually heard that during the race weekends, you stay at your childhood home. Why do you like to do that? Kind of What kind of mindset does it put you in for the race weekend? Uh, I mean, for me, just staying at home is uh, it's kind of a break and kind of getting away from everything. You know, it gives me... Um, about an hour and a half drive to go back and forth and you know think about the day and uh, just spend some time with family that uh, that come by hang out uh, even throughout the race weekend so it's just relaxing it's it's nice to be at home and um, be somewhere quiet and uh, you know a little the small town feel there is really nice as well so it's just nice to get some you know get away for a minute 
Has your mom kept your childhood bedroom exactly the same? Yeah, pretty close. I, I took a few things out of it when I moved down to North Carolina a few years ago, but uh, everything else has been about exactly the same since I left. You mentioned about Byron being a small town. It's actually a village. It's so small. What was it like growing up there? Like, what did you do for fun? <laughs> um, what much to do for fun? You know, I mean, we, we really didn't have anything there um, to, to hang out at. We we um, we pretty much went to school, went home, and um, hung out around the house. And uh, for me, though, you know, racing was such a big part of my life from the time I was seven years old that uh, I was always gone on the weekends. So I didn't have a lot of time to kill and buy her on the uh, on the weekends but um, you know definitely still a lot of fun times hanging around around the um, around the house and at my friend's house and everybody had you know a little bit of land so we were able to go out and um, explore ride four-wheelers and whatever they were growing up so that was a lot of fun. How would your friends from here the ones that have known you the longest describe you? Um, most of them probably pretty goofy I was really goofy when I was uh, a lot younger uh, I still am goofy sometimes but uh, definitely when I was younger I was I wanted to be the class clown and wanted to be that guy in school, so most of them remember me like that, and, um, you know, it was uh, it was a lot of fun growing up. We had good times. It was fun growing up in such a small school. I I knew all my classmates. My, my class was only around 70 p- kids, so um, definitely a lot of fun growing up like that. You recently celebrated your 22nd birthday. What did you do? Um, sat down and decided that I was just getting old at this point, <laughs> but no, I... I um, I went to I went to dinner with my buddies. We just went out and, and grabbed dinner, and, uh, and that was about it. It was actually a pretty laid-back birthday, so I had to leave for uh, um, wherever we came from, Pocono, the next day. So it was pretty laid-back. 22, very young, considering some of the drivers in the garage are in their 40s. You look at Kevin Harvick. He's 42, 20 years, your senior. Do you see yourself in the sport 20 years from now? I hope so, and I hope I've won as many races as Kevin Harvick by that point. You know, I think... Uh, I'd love to do it for a long time, and, um, you know, I've had an opportunity to be in NASCAR since I was 16, um, so this is already my, uh, I guess, my fifth year in the sport, which it doesn't seem that long, but, you know, second year in the Cup Series, I'd definitely like to stay here for a while and and, um, and hopefully win some races and uh, be competing for championships and have that opportunity, um, so it's definitely something that uh, I'd love to keep doing. The industry has kind of pitted you guys and you guys being the young guns against, quote-unquote, the old guys. Off the track, though, is there a separation, or do you have friendships with some of the more senior guys in the garage? Uh, I've got relationships with those guys, too. You know, I mean, Kyle is <clears throat> probably one of the, the guys I know the best in the garage. I mean, I've just known him for so long, and we're all pretty cordial with each other. I don't, I wouldn't say there's any, um, you know, anybody that really dislikes each other. So uh, I know all those guys pretty well. I wouldn't say I'm too close with any of them except for Kyle, but, um, you know, they're definitely... Um, definitely very, very competitive. I wish I could pick some of their brains uh, a little bit more than I get the opportunity to, but uh, it's, it's been a good relationship. Is there one driver that's kind of piqued your interest in terms of, oh, maybe I'd like my career to kind of follow in his footsteps? Oh, man, um, that's a tough question. You know, I, I, was, uh, I was a big Tony Stewart fan growing up, and, you know, I don't uh, being in the 20 car was pretty cool for me for that reason. Uh, I thought he had a great career, really, you know, really balanced and just solid career um, three championships and the races he won were pretty cool was able to win a lot of the marquee events um, you know it's easy to say everybody wants their career to be like Jimmy Johnson's or Jeff Gordon's and I'd love that too but uh, you know I think definitely Tony I thought had a really solid career and I would be um, you know pretty honored if I could have a similar one to that at what point or age do you feel like you become not a veteran but a guy that the younger kids coming up through the ranks goes to is there a certain age or does it come with how many races you've won or is it just naturally the friendships that are developed 
I think it's a little bit of each. I think um, I wouldn't say it's so much age. I definitely would say with you know the rate of success you're able to have in the Cup Series, how quickly, you know, if um, if you're a 20. I mean, when I met Kyle, he was uh, he was 28 years old, so he was not necessarily an old guy by any means. But he was the guy who I leaned on because he had been so successful and won so many races. Um, so I think it's a little bit of each, and definitely how you kind of build your relationships, who you're aligned with, manufacturer, team, and who you get to know. But, um, you know, like I said, Kyle was a pretty young guy when I started leaning on him, and I think it's just more of a, you know, how quickly you have success kind of thing. What grade would you give yourself, your team, this season so far? Uh, so far, I mean, uh, I'd probably give it a C. You know, I, I wish it were higher. I wish I could say it was higher. But uh, we've just been average. You know, we've, we've had uh, races where we've been very quick, but we haven't really been able to execute throughout the day and, and you know, get to finish where I felt we were capable of. So. We just need to do a better job of following that path and, and making sure we're not making mistakes, taking advantage of the cars we have. Um, you know, if it's a car that should run seventh, we need to run seventh with it. We don't need to run 17th with it. And that's what um, we've kind of made some mistakes the last few weeks and done. So just need to clean that up. And I think if we can do that, that, that grade will go up, quick, go up quickly. We've got an off weekend coming up. you have plans for it? Uh, I'm actually going to Vegas on Monday. So uh, me and uh, three other buddies are going out there for the week. So. Uh, looking forward to that. I've never really spent any time out there away from obviously being at the race. So that'll be fun and uh, should be a good way to uh, relax a little bit. That's Eric Jones and our Kim Kuhn in this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face -face interview. This weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series is off to Sonoma Raceway. There's been a lot of great memories at that road course over the years. Veteran crew chief Andy Petrie told us a story about going to Sonoma with Dale Earnhardt 25 years ago. This excerpt is from our podcast series on MRN.com called The 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. Well, we, that was actually the first new car <clears throat> from start to finish that was built, you know, that I built as a crew chief here. Um, up to that point, we've been running some of the cars they had been, that were in the stable, that were, we were redoing stuff. And, but this was the first brand new car from the ground up. And, um... Actually, I was pretty nervous going into the weekend. I've told the story many times, but I felt like it was a key turning point in my career because if this if this particular car doesn't run well, I'm done, right? Because I've changed everything. I mean, the way the car was built from front to back was different. And uh, got a little some blowback from some of the guys that had been here and experienced a lot of success with what they had had. So doing all this new stuff, uh, they were skeptical. And... So we, we show up, and I remember getting on the hauler for the first practice session. Richard was already up there timing cars, and a bunch of cars had already been out. And so we go out and go around the track, and I start my watch, and he goes around the track, takes a minute or two to get around, and he's coming back into sight, and I'm looking at my watch, and as I look at my watch, my hand's shaking. Well, seriously, I, was, I thought this is, you know, my career's on the line with this thing. And so my hand is shaking, and I hit the stopwatch when he comes across the line, I look at the time and I realize that we, you know, we only go there once a year. I didn't know what a good time was. <laughs> I'd forgotten. Right? So I look up at Richard. I, feel, I think I was about in tears. I said, is that, is that good? <laughs> he goes, yeah, 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 that's good. <laughs> but, and we ended up sitting on the pole and, um, and had really the best car the whole race. And I think we got tangled up on a restart where I think we were the leader. But there were cars that were on the tail end of the lead lap, and they let it was a single file restart back then, so they let them start in front of us, 
and that's how we got tangled up with that. And one car spins coming off the corner. It's Tommy Kendall directly ahead of the race leader. Some damage visible on Earnhardt's car now as he continues to fade back into the field as the leader, Bodine, works his way down through the gearbox and on the brakes into turn number seven. Earnhardt way back in the pack as we see his car come closer into view. There's damage on the right front corner of the car. The sheet metal is all crushed in around the tire. The hood is buckled up. The tire is still up and rolling, but Earnhardt's got some significant damage in the right front. Made pit stops, removed the right front fender. We had to change the tow. The towing got really knocked out of whack. We, you know, we recovered well by changing that. Team worked great. It was like, you know, we did all we could do in the pits, and then he went back out there and drove back into the front. That's Andy Petrie from our podcast series, MRN Presents the 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. It's a 10-part series, and it's full of stories just like the one you just heard. You can listen to all of them for free at MRN.com or check it out on iTunes. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Justin Allgaier will join us. And later, Clint Boyer's crew chief, Mike Booger-Rabbits, will be here. This is NHRA Funny Car Driver, Courtney Force. Time to head to Advance Auto Parts for low prices and tons of free services. We offer free battery, starter, and alternator testing and free battery installation with purchase. Plus, Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Don't miss out. Visit an Advance or participating CarQuest Auto Parts store near you today. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. Iowa NASCAR Xfinity Series winner Justin Allgaier joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Flakes it out a couple of car lengths into turn number two. Now about four or five car lengths to Justin Allgaier, who is looking to sweep the afternoon here at the Iowa Speedway. Leads into turn three for the final time. Justin Allgaier leads off turn four. Justin Allgaier has beaten the heat. He has beaten the track, and he's going to beat Christopher Bell to the line. Justin Allgaier wins at Iowa Speedway. It's the seventh win of his career, the second of the year. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Sunday afternoon here on the Motor Racing Network. Justin Allgaier powering his way to the win in the Iowa 250, and he joins us right now on NASCAR Live to talk about it. Justin, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on win number two of 2018. Yeah, thank you. It's always good to be on, but uh, especially under these circumstances, you know, to, to go to a racetrack like Iowa Speedway, just a, just one of the jewels in our schedule for the for the season and um, just a place that I've, I've had a lot of success, success at. I just haven't won there. So to be able to go there and, and pick up a victory on Father's Day uh, doesn't get any sweeter than that. We described to our listeners Sunday the intense battling you were doing with Christopher Bell, but from where you sat, how intense was that battle? Well, it was crazy. Um, you know, it'd it be before that, earlier in the race, you know, we had some, some crazy battles to end the stages. You know, we battled it out with Austin Sendrick and Daniel Hemrick and Cole Custer. And, you know, there was a lot of guys that were that were um, able to be up there and have some speed. You know, obviously Christopher was the, the best car at the end of the race um, to, to battle it out with us there. And, you know, it was interesting because, you know, he was able to run the bottom 
and kind of stay there inside. But for me, you know, my big goal for the whole for the whole race was, excuse me, it was um, to just kind of run my pace. You know, whatever pace I could run to not burn the tires off of it. I knew that it, I was in the preferred lane, and if I didn't make any mistakes and I didn't I didn't uh, slide out of the groove or do anything crazy, uh, that it was going to be really hard for for you know those guys to pass me just because I knew how fast our car was and I knew that when we needed to uh, to step on the pedal a little bit harder, you know we could. I just didn't want to burn the tires off of it too early, and so uh, you know he pressured us really hard all the way until that last caution, and I felt like the last caution we were able to kind of. Um, you know, put the put the pedal down, and and we were running lap times that were darn near what we ran on on thicker tires early in the race, uh, coming to the checkered and able to stretch it out a little bit there in those final few laps, and that's what uh, that's what it's really all about, right? Is is you know managing uh, managing the race, executing every every detail. We had fantastic pit stops all day. The guys did phenomenal jobs. Jason Burdett, my crew chief, did an awesome job of of keeping up with the track and making adjustments that made the car faster. And, and you know, I also had a, a different spotter than we normally have. You know, normally I have Eddie DeHaunt, which does a great job, sponsor Chase Elliott on uh, on the cup days. Um, I had Frank Denny, a friend of mine that is a racer and, and uh, you know, buddy that I race RC cars with pretty regularly, uh, you know, outside of the racetrack that was, was there with us on Sunday. And, and so to have him up there and, and do a great job, um, you know, kind of for, for not doing it full time, he did a, a fantastic job and, got us through there and and uh you know just all in all it, it was a it was a great day and, and something that you know one of those races that i'll never forget chatting with justin allgaier fresh off of his win in the iowa 250 sunday at iowa speedway off weekend and then going to your neck of the woods there in chicagoland speedway for the overton's 300 you're looking forward to getting back towards the homeland there oh absolutely you know just it's incredible to to be able to get back home um, to have, you know, my home racetrack, to have Brant Professional Agriculture's home racetrack. Um, you know, there's just nothing sweeter. And, and picking up the win there last year, making that two wins at Chicagoland Speedway, just absolutely fantastic. And knowing that we've had fast race cars every week and that we got a shot at going back there and, and being able to do it again makes me feel even better. So just really proud of our guys. Everybody at Junior Sports has been working their tails off. The Hendrick Engine Department, Chevrolet, I mean, just, when you know you, you've got race cars that are capable of running up front and winning races, the confidence level um, just, just goes up every time you go to the racetrack. And, and so when you, you have that home field advantage, you got uh, the sponsor's home field advantage, and you know you got some momentum on your side, you, you can't not but be excited to, to have that as the next one on the schedule. I agree with you on that. We talked about the off weekend. Any plans you and the family have next weekend? Well, unfortunately – this whole week we've uh we, we've been kind of busy uh we're out here in kentucky speedway doing uh, i'm actually driving the chevy wheel force car so some of the data that uh goes to the teams but a lot of the data that goes back to goodyear to to be able to um to help build the tires for these for these racetracks and and for these cars um you know we're here doing that this week all week this week and then my daughter actually went back home she left at iowa speedway she went with my in-laws and went back home to illinois so she's back there and she's spending some time with our in-laws. So we're going to fly up, uh, you know, hopefully over the weekend or beginning of the week and uh, go up there and meet with them. And then um, I'm actually getting to play next week in, in Springfield um, in the web.com program uh, tournament. So uh, on Wednesday, I get to go play a little bit of golf with some guys that are a lot better at golf than I am. But uh, it should be a, <laughs> should be a lot of fun. And, and it's cool because, you know, Brand actually is in the turf industry as well. And they helped uh, make the turf look like it does for those golf courses when you watch them on TV. So uh, to be able to go there and to be able to play 
um, at kind of an iconic golf course and, and with some really good really good players. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fun times ahead, my friend. I know you had some fun times over the weekend at Iowa, and it sounds like you got some coming up as well, and we wish you the best. Uh, back on the home turf there in the Overton's 300 at Chicagoland Speedway. We'll get you back to testing, and uh, appreciate the time, and always always a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure as well for, for you, and, and uh, really appreciate you having us on. And we'll, uh, we'll try to do it again, so we'll see you all in a few weeks. That's Justin Allgaier. He won over the weekend at Iowa. By the way, we speak of the Overton's 300 at Chicagoland Speedway. That's coming up on Saturday, June the 30th. Get your tickets at chicagolandspeedway.com. Still to come on NASCAR Live, Clint Boyer's crew chief, Mike Bugarabitz, and later, we'll preview this weekend's race at Sonoma. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click & Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click & Close and NASCAR radio for their support this season. Clint Boyer's crew chief, Mike Bugarevitz, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live as we continue along here on this Tuesday get-together. Let's go to the hotline. Let's bring in a gentleman that, at last check, was celebrating in victory lane with Clint Boyer at Michigan International Speedway, and per an MRNI team report, the partying just started about seven, stopped about 17 minutes ago. Mike Bugaravich is on the hotline. Buga, welcome back to NASCAR Live. How are you, bud? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. I know that uh, that Michigan win meant a lot, and I know that we joke about there being a lot of party and all that stuff. Any partying you boys did was well-deserved. What a performance you put on at Michigan. And what a year 2018 is turning out to be for you boys. Yeah, you know, things are going really well for the whole organization, uh, SHR here. You know, four cars, you know, are running well every week, qualifying well, got good speed, you know, a bunch of wins. You know, I think we won 50% of the races this year (laughs) that we've had so far. And, uh, you know, especially for my team, you know, getting two wins, especially after, you know, last season being a little bit disappointing for us. But, you know, our second year together as a group, and it's, it's really uh, coming together well, you know, um, led a bunch more laps this year, collecting a bunch of stage points, uh, doing really well in the overall points, and, and, of course, the two wins. You know, what does it feel like around the shop? I know that when things aren't going as well as one planned or hoped, you know, there's that, there's that pressure to perform, the pressure to get a, you know, a top 10 or a top 5 or a win. But to your point, you boys have won half the races. What's the air like? What's the what's the morale like around the shop these days? I think the best thing to say is is just confidence. Everybody having confidence. Um, 
you know, everybody working on every little thing in their area, they just feel confident in the decisions that they're making and, and what we're putting into these race cars. And then, you know, the drivers are going out and performing with them, giving themselves more confidence. And, you know, look at Clint, you know, every time we go out and have a good race, it just gives him that much more confidence to know he can run with those guys up front. And, uh, and, and it helps me. It gives me confidence with fast cars to, you know, make some tougher decisions and maybe some gutsy calls at times or things of that nature because we feel like we have the performance in our back pockets that we can always recover if, uh, if a call doesn't work out. What's it like working with Clint? I know we see him from a, from a perspective where he's pretty much you know, wide open and, and, and having a blast. I know things aren't rosy at all times because this is a competitive sport. But in general, what's it like working with the man that just took you to victory lane here a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, you have to expect that at times, you know, things get you the pressure sets in, right? You know, when things aren't going well or the way you want them to be. And it's you kind of learn that you can't take it personal with each other. And and things happen, right? And what's important is that you stick together as a team. And that's one thing I can say about this team is, uh, you know, as times got tough, you know, we try to not let our heads hang too much. And we just dug down and we keep working and keep trying. And, uh, and you know, in the end, we know our time is going to come. And right now, things are going well for us. You know, working with Clint, I think, as far as personality-wise, it's kind of nice because I think we're quite different in personalities. But I think it's a good blend. You know, me on the serious side and very focused all the time and very, you know, uh, focused in on what the task is at hand and him kind of making it a little bit lighthearted and kind of having some fun with the guys and, and, and that kind of thing, I think makes it a good mix. Chatting with Mike Bogaravich, crew chief for Clint Boyer at Stewart House Racing. Heading off to road course race number one this weekend. We race at Watkins Glen and we also race at Sonoma Raceway in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. For the listener out there that may not know, what's the difference between the two? What will you be offered on Sunday that you won't be offered in upstate New York at the beginning of August? Well, you know, the obviously they're both road courses, yes, but they are very different. You know, Watkins Glen, we're looking at a little bit higher speeds and that kind of thing. And, you know, here at uh, Sonoma, one thing in particular that uh, that I really – consider a very big difference is how the guys use the curbs here um the curbs are pretty abusive on the body but they're a necessity you know the guys use the curbs to help them get around that track um so you know in one sense we try and put a lot of performance in these cars we're looking at weight we're trying to get weight where we want it but at the same rate it, it's pretty hard on these bodies on these splitters uh, all, all the components um it, it's a really tough race on these things so you know, that's one thing we'll be watching out for. Um, we're really excited, obviously, to go to Sonoma. Um, as a team, we know we've had success there with Tony. Um, and now with Clint, even last year, we had a really good race going. I mean, I think we went to the back of the pack like three times during that race and still finished the race second. Um, had really good speed. And, you know, Clint's record there, you know, he's won before and, and always runs well out there. So, you know, long before our early successes this year, this is definitely one of those races we've had circled on our calendar that we're excited to go to and that we really think we have a shot to win. They call Watkins Glen the super speedway of road courses. Sonoma offers you a little different. You've got your high-speed portions, but then again, you've got your extremely low-speed portions. Is there anything in particular that you set up for as far as any a particular portion of the racetrack? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think part of it's working with your driver and, and him talking about where he's going to be able to make the passes or where he's going to attempt to make the passes. You know, it, it's hard to make every corner absolutely perfect and the car handle perfect everywhere. Um, drive off is always very important at Sonoma. But I think then the other key besides trying to keep drive off longevity in the car is, you know, a lot of people focus on that turn seven and turn 11, you know, trying to either outbreak people into turn 11 or beat them driving off of turn 11. And then, you know, turn seven, obviously trying to make some passes there and be the quicker car down through the S's. So, you know, we'll be focused on that. And, uh, and like I said, Clint's been really good there in the past before. So he knows what he's looking for. And I think we had a good starting point last year with a car. So, you know, we're looking to go back and kind of start around the same area that we raced last year. You know, there's a saying that there's more than one way to skin a cat. And based on what we've seen at Sonoma, we've seen about 13 or 14 different ways to skin a cat strategically. Strategy always comes into play. How many options do you have in your back pocket at any one time? <laughs> well, you, you always got to be looking for the next greatest idea. You know, I'll be honest. Back before the stage racing was taking place, I was a pretty firm believer that, you know, you thought about it all week, but then when you really sat down Saturday night, you know, before the race on Sunday, you made your plan and you kind of made your bed. And I was a firm believer and you stick to that plan. No matter what happens, you stick to that plan. And normally it'll work out for you. Um, since the stage racing's come along, I think it's a little bit different. Um, I think the stage racing opens up opportunities for you to try some different things. Or, you know, as I was talking with uh, some of my fellow teammates here, you know, in certain situations, if, if the day's not going the way you want it to, being up front, you're going to see a lot of these guys who are running well pit with two or three laps to go in the stage, right, and give up the stage points to get themselves in position to get the race win. Well, maybe if you don't feel like you have a race-winning car or, you know, it, you're, the day's just not going the way you planned, you might want to stay out and click some stage points and, and earn a bunch of points that way. You, yeah, you might not get the race finished that – that these other guys are going to get, but there's another way to capitalize on points. So, you know, in some ways I feel like it's important to have a dynamic strategy going on during the race and be, uh, be pretty witty and be on your feet to be able to adjust at any point in time in case something does go wrong in your race. It's one of the things I love watching break loose and we'll see break loose at some point this weekend. Before we let you go, Tony Stewart gave you your first win as a cup series crew chief at Sonoma, uh, two years ago. Is that a special place for you out there? Yeah, you know, I I actually love going out to that area. Um, I don't think I could live out there, but uh, but I love the scenery. Uh, I love the Napa Valley there. Um, road course racing, you know, for the longest time, I wasn't quite sure about it. But, uh, you know, when you have the opportunity to work with drivers such as Kevin Harvick in my past and Tony Stewart and now Clint, you know, that are really good road course racers, especially out there at Sonoma, they make it a lot of fun, and uh, and that means a lot. So, I look forward to going out there. I look forward to racing out there. It is special um, getting my first win there and also Tony's last win there. So um, definitely that place will always be special to me, but uh, I still want to win another one out there. Well, and you've got a great shot to do it this weekend. Appreciate the time. Let you get back at it and uh, get packed up and ready to travel west. All the best to you in trying to win the, win the 350-kilometer race out there this weekend. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's Mike Bogoravich. He's crew chief for Clint Boyer at Stuart Haas Racing. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we've got this week in NASCAR history, and later, Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., and others preview this weekend's race at Sonoma. 
This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all stages and situations. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're getting ready to take it to the house on this week's NASCAR Live. But before we do, we owe you a preview of this weekend's race in Sonoma. And lest we forget, a trip down the annals of history with this week in NASCAR history. 1977 is our first stop this week. Fleetwood Mac has the number one song with dreams. Jimmy Carter is in the White House and at theaters... Disney's The Rescuers was released, and NASCAR was racing in Michigan. Cale Yarborough had the field covered that day in the Cam 2 Motor Oil 400. A capacity sold out grandstand cheering, and Cale Yarborough waves to them as he crosses the finish line victorious. Yarborough has won this 400-mile, $130,000 Winston Cup confrontation on the two-mile Michigan International Speedway. Moving forward 11 years to 1988, Rick Astley is on top of the charts with Together Forever. The world's largest sausage was completed. The final measurements had it at 13 and 1 8 mile. <laughs> and NASCAR was racing at Pocono. Jeff Bodine went to victory lane for the sixth time in his career in the Miller High Life 500. The last win for Jeff Bodine, Dover, Delaware, 1986. 61 races ago, the hats are waving, the crowd is waving, and it's the checkered flag for the Levi Garrett Chevrolet, their first win of the 1988 racing season. And we end this week in 2000. Metallica was on the radio with I Disappear. On CBS TV, viewers are getting hooked on a new type of reality show called Survivor. Richard Hatch would go on to be the winner of that first season. And NASCAR was once again racing at Pocono Raceway. Jeremy Mayfield moved the Intimidator on the final lap to win the Pocono 500. This is the final shot that Mayfield has. He closes in on Earnhardt. Earnhardt breaks the draft down at the bottom. Here comes Mayfield. He closes in on Earnhardt. He is on the back bumper. Almost gives him a nudge. Earnhardt slides up the track. Here comes Mayfield for the lead as Earnhardt almost hits the wall in three. Mayfield will come underneath Earnhardt off the final quarter. His hand is out the window at the checkered flag. Jeremy Mayfield is going to win the Pocono 500. I forgot about the 10 times he's got me, so... Yeah, I just want to rattle his cage a little bit, and that's it. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup cars are heading west to Sonoma for a preview. Here's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series is back in action on the left coast this week for the first of three road course clashes, the Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma Raceway. 
Brad Kozlowski captured his first Sonoma top 10 in 2017, finishing third on the twisting circuit and hopes the trend continues in Northern California. We've struggled a little bit, but we had our best run ever there last year, led a bunch of laps, finished third, and uh, we have a lot of confidence going into that race. But every one of the road courses on the schedule, uh, you know, are drastically different in what it takes to, to get around them. You know, I think Sonoma is really a finesse track. Um, you really got to take care of the tires. You know, you, a lot of elevation changes. It's, it's just slow, very, very slow. Uh, so it's a unique track upon itself. 2013 Sonoma winner Martin Truex Jr. is looking for recompense this Sunday after suffering mechanical failure in the late stages of last year's contest. Looking forward to Sonoma. I love that racetrack. Yeah, it's definitely a very unique road course, a lot of fun to drive, really difficult and challenging. Uh, last year we had, a, had an unbelievable race going there and, uh, and, and lost an engine, so uh, look forward to a little redemption there, hopefully. Still seeking a top 10 at his home track, 2017 pole sitter Kyle Larson wants to close the deal this weekend. I enjoy Sonoma. Um, I spent some time in the Chevy simulator this week, uh, running some laps around Sonoma, so it was nice to, I guess, get familiar again with the corners and stuff like that and we worked on some different gear ratios and things like that so you know I, I always qualify good there uh, I don't really race very good there but um, hopefully you know this year we can you know qualify good and and you know, race well uh, to you know, it's my home race so I'd like to you know, go there and, and do good that's it's always fun to you know compete for a pole there you know every year I've been there I've, I've qualified really good um, I would just like to kind of finish it off with a win the green flies over the Toyota Save Mart 350 Sunday afternoon at Sonoma Raceway just after 3 p.m. Eastern for this week's NASCAR live race preview I'm Susie Armstrong thank you Susie road courts race number one of the year coming up our friends at the performance racing network will have flag to flag coverage of the Toyota Save Mart 300 time is up for this week my friends our thanks to Mike Booger Rabbits for stopping by also, Justin Allgaier, Brett Moffitt, Eric Jones, and Rudy Fugel. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the expressed written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.